the FCS college football experience, UAC United Athletic Conference preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks, brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks and content available uh, only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's once again sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. College football experience, the FCS college football experience, UAC United Athletic Conference preview. It sounds weird to say because it sounds like a fucking airline company, but I'm all here for it. All right, probably better experiences. Definitely better, not probably. Definitely better experiences watching the United Athletic Conference than flying United. All right, uh, or the rims of the United Center in Chicago when you'd watch those old Bulls games. Uh, look, perhaps you're wondering just wh- maybe you're wondering who, what the hell is the UAC? And I'll explain that in a second. But uh, you might, you're probably wondering who is yelling at me. Well, that's that. That'd be me. Raise my hand here. YouTube.com slash the college experience. My name is Colby Swigga database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Wow, this is basically the Conference USA of the FCS. We go to Abilene, Abilene, Texas, I'm sorry. We go to Abilene, Texas. In this conference, we go to Nagastoches, Texas, Nacogdoches, Texas, Stephenville, Texas, St. George, Utah, Cedar City, Utah, Richmond, Kentucky, Conway, Arkansas, Clarksville, Tennessee. We are truly scattered across the fucking United States. And I'm here for it because we love football. And Oliver Luck is the commissioner, the old XFL commish in 2020, currently suing Vince McMahon. Hey, not the first, probably won't be the last. Uh, Luck, but Oliver Luck played for the Houston Oilers. He's the father of Andrew Luck, who's on a backpacking trip for the past seven fucking years. Uh, Luck, you might be, uh, you know, might be, you know, wondering what is the UAC? I just kind of explained it. Abilene Christian, Austin P. Central Arkansas, Eastern Kentucky, North Alabama. Did I? I forgot to, to throw that one in there. Florence, Alabama, uh, the home of North Alabama, Southern Utah, and Stephen F. Austin, Tarleton State, and Utah Tech, which was formerly Dixie State. Holy shit! Um, they also uh, you might have watched because they used to have Jacksonville State, Kennesaw State, Lamar, and Sam Houston State. It's chaos. 
it's hard to understand, but don't worry. Good football will be on the field. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for the, they call him the golf coast guru. He's down there picking winners. He knows college football as good as any. Give it up for my guy, Mike Rose, AKA golf coast, the golf coast guru. And uh, man, I'm playing some music. We got to Some of the only music I can play. It doesn't get me sued anymore. <laughs> Shout out to Tech West Super Bowl. Uh, how you doing, Mike? First down. Yeah, yeah. let's do it, dude. Uh, the UAC excited to talk about it. I, you know me. I'm a man of the people. I talk to people every day. They're like Trump, this Hunter Biden, that aliens <laughs> are a thing. And I'm like, dude, have you seen the fucking running back room at Tarleton? Yeah, and they don't care. They don't want to talk. But everybody here, they want to talk about it. We want to talk about it. Let's do it. That's their loss that they don't know. Tarleton, they, they're they're putting money in that program, man. And that's what's interesting about this conference in general. I heard Oliver Luck say that now we're going to be an FCS conference, but he kind of like brushed around it. Like right now we're an FBS or an FCS con- conference. They have aspirations to go FBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know I don't know about all of these schools, but uh, certain certainly look formerly the WAC. Colby is right in the chat. Two Colbys. And the world's gonna, the world's gonna collide. Uh, shout out to Colby uh, in the chat. Yeah, so you know, Eastern Kentucky has made it known they want the FBS. Tarleton State has made it known it, they want the FBS. Stephen F. Austin made it known it, they want the FBS. Yeah, and yes, it is Stephen F. Austin's conference. Um, really, uh, Austin P. has made it known. So like. Most of these schools in here have made it known that they want to. They also have a future member that will be joining in two years in UT Rio Grande. Yes, in Edinburgh, Texas. Uh, so it's, it's it's exciting. It's a lot. It's a lot of excitement here. But uh, I gotta be honest, as as someone that is trying to 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 tackle all this, I find this conference, despite like I normally like regional football, college football. I think that's that's why I prefer it over the NFL. So when it comes to the Conference USA and stuff, traditionally, I'm an East Carolina fan. East Carolina used to be in the old Conference USA. I thought it sucked that we'd play games like in fucking Texas, in El Paso. And you're like, that's on that's basically like another planet to Greenville, right? But at the same time, some great games were played. And I feel like when I look at this conference, I see some really good teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of them made some runs in the FCS playoffs. I would prefer a little more regionality, but I enjoy the conference. How about yourself? Yeah, I really had fun digging into this conference and uh, I'm, I'm pretty damn certain we're going to have some different orders here. So it's going to be awesome. And I'm curious to know how many playoff teams do you think are in this conference? (sighs) I think they could get, I think they could get two, maybe three, maybe three if, if the ball bounces right, but I think they should probably have two. Um, I'm seeing definitely two. I think. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that, uh, you know, it's always tricky. I feel like last year, a lot of people thought the CAA got too many or the, or the uh, Patriot got two. They're like, what the fuck? But (laughs) uh, you know, uh, so it, it comes down to uh, Rhode Island got robbed. I thought last season, um, but you know, 
Let's talk all about it. But before we talk about it, we're going to go through our conference race and, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But I want to tell you that the UAC FCS college football preview is brought to you by sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Yes. We've been rocking since 2011, 2000 fucking 11. All right. And, and we're still independent baby. But with that, you know, it's, it's like the record industry. It's like anything else. You know, you got people, you know, buying other companies, you got $10 billion behind it. That's what I loved. I was at mountain West media day last week and I'm, I'm sitting there asking questions next to straight, like hundred million dollar corporations, you know, maybe if not billion dollar corporations and you could say, okay, that's fair. I dig it, but it's a, it's a, a America's fantastic that I can fucking do this. Cause we started this in a fucking garage, right? So look, if you can help out, we'd appreciate it. Ton of exclusive content and contests. Uh, I'm sorry. Ton of exclusive content. There's contests and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGPN stories podcast and an ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a discord channel for the patrons too. That's uh, the sports gambling podcast. Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support us sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon that sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always folks, whether you sign up or not to let it ride. All right. We are back on the UAC preview. Oh man, this, this I know is going to be challenging for us because so folks, we have nine teams. Once again, I will name them. Uh, and I believe I listed them alphabetically. My apologies. If I did not Abilene Christian, Austin P central Arkansas, Eastern Kentucky, North Alabama, Southern Utah, Stephen F Austin, Tarleton state and Utah tech, formerly Dixie state. Um, let's have some fun buddy, because I am so curious how, who you have at number nine. <laughs> Because I think everybody would say that North Alabama should be number nine. North, did you? I know they, they're breaking in a brand new head coach, and I'm curious: is that your number nine team? It's actually not. <laughs> I got uh, the artist formerly known as Dixie State. I got the Utah no, Tech Trailblazers. This is great because I, I I actually struggled with this. So I watched North Alabama a decent amount last year. I did not watch Utah tech the amount that I should, but you want to talk about a tough season. They were a lot better than one in 10. They lost the opener to Indiana state, which I, I watched that whole game 17 to 14 in overtime, right? So they, they lost that game in overtime. They lost to Kennesaw state. Who's going to the FBS next year in double overtime. They lost to Austin P the governors by three. They lost to Tennessee tech by one score. My point with all this is I'm not saying they're going to be the FCS playoff team, but damn it. They were a lot better than their record last year. They just had bad luck. I know they didn't beat one FCS team. Their only win came against UVA wise, which is also the Cavaliers, which is crazy. But um, I, I, I sat there and said, but they're bringing in a brand new coach, you know, like, can we count on that? You know, Northern Alabama goes out and hires Brent Deerman. He's in year one. So they're kind of a mystery team to me. But at the same time, I, I look at Southern Utah and I say, I'm not so I'm sorry, not the Southern Utah. Utah Tech, the Trailblazers, formerly Dixie State. 
And I think their a their schedule is is very challenging. But um, yeah, they're scheduling. <laughs> Who's doing the scheduling for that? <laughs> their athletic directors. At, uh, he's not nice. <laughs> yeah, but four, they were four and seven a year ago, and man, I kind of thought they were better than four and seven. They beat Tarleton. They beat Southern Utah, which they played twice. Shout out to that rivalry. Uh, St- they beat Stephen F. Austin. They almost beat Sam Houston State, who who's very good. Um, I kind of think that both these teams are better than what we think, which makes me so. I ranked North Alabama ninth just because of the brand new head coach, right? But you can definitely like the the Utah Tech schedule is much more brutal in my opinion. So I I can totally build I can totally build that argument off of that. Let's start with Utah Tech because uh man uh first off wait who, uh, the chat is rolling along here shout out to the chat pretty sad as a as a new fan of the F- FCS there's never any talk of the OVC J Scott we have the OVC coming don't worry man. We got you. We got you coming, man. We're going through every conference. We do not discriminate against the conferences. We got them all coming. So buckle up, subscribe uh, sg.pn slash FCS. You can subscribe to the pod, please. If you can give us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, but anyway, back to, back to good old Utah tech. Um, I mean, I, I could see them. I think they're, I, I don't think they're a terrible team. They got uh, what Ricky Johnson at the wide receiver spot. I think he's pretty damn good. Um, I know they got hit in the portal a little bit with some key players leaving, but they still have a, a, a I, there's a couple guys that stand out to me on the offensive line, mainly Bayo Kaniki on the offensive line. I think in uh, the defensive line, really the line of scrimmage I don't know how the Utah guys, how they do this. I don't know if it's just the, I don't know if they're Mormon or what, but the Cyrus Webster, Sam Kanagata, uh, like I like the line of scrimmage for Utah tech. Now questions a little bit regarding the quarterback spot. Um, but uh, that was really my logic was like, okay, well they have a brand new head coach, North Alabama, Utah tech does not. Utah Tech's head coach Paul Pearson is—he's entering year five. Now he's just fifteen to twenty-three, but I, I kind of think they have some nice pieces. Uh, uh, like, I think the defensive side of the ball is not going to be terrible for Utah Tech. The offense, I do worry about a little bit, but at least their coach is in year five. I trust that to be better than a year one coach in Brent Deerman. But I also understand the argument because North, North Alabama almost won like six games last year. So talk to me about why you talk to me about Utah tech and why you think, why you faded them. Yeah. So we're going to get to it in a minute. When we talk to schedule, I think they're going to have a really, really rough start to the season. Um, they started off the year with a quarterback, Kobe Tracy, 1244 yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. He went down and they found lightning in a bottle with Vin- Victor Gabalis. Uh, he was QB two to start the season, but he took over. He went 19, 1900 yards, 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He's gone. He's transferred now to uh, Tarleton running back. Quali Conley thousand yard back eight touchdowns. He transferred to San Jose state. From what I understand, he might get some burn there a little bit. He's going to be in the rotation Um, running back completely up in the air. After that, the next guy uh, had like 30 yards total. The next guy in line. So we don't know anything about the running back wide receiver, Joey Hobart. 
1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. Um, that guy's gone. He transfers to Texas State to go with uh, G.J. Kinney and his yeah. new look. Yeah, I mean, they got destroyed so, in the portal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely destroyed. So I think that's going to be tough. You tack that into the schedule we're about to talk about. Uh, could be a rough year. They got a money kicker, though. And I can tell you that the offense has a ton of question marks to me, but dude, that like the, there's a couple guys on defense that popped to me that Webster on the D line, mm-hmm. uh, model or whatever, how you pronounce that. The, I think the defense will be actually all right. It's, it's the, uh, it's the secondary that I, or I'm sorry. It's the offense that I worry about. Um, let's talk Second, about the schedule. secondary is a good point though, because uh you got Darius Nash, two interceptions, six passes deflected. He's working out with the Saints right now. And you also have Terrell Grayson, uh, 78 tackles, one sack, winner, one interception. He transferred over to be with Jay Norvell in Colorado State. So he lost a couple key pieces out there, too. Yeah. And then the schedule, man. Oof. I mean, this might be the hardest schedule. Not, <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, Utah Tech? Um, week one, they head to a team that's probably going to play in the FCS national championship. If I like mm-hmm. one of like four teams that probably will be in the FCS national championship, they head to Bobcat Stadium in Bozeman, Montana. Now I'll say this: at least it won't be freezing cold, but Montana State's going to be really good. And I do, but Montana State might have some suspensions. I believe a couple coaches including their head coach did get a DUI. So maybe they can make it a game. I don't think so. Now comes in week two, (laughs) the Montana Grizzlies who are a fucking blue blood in the FCS as well. Now I'll say this Montana lost some pieces. I thought last year was the year they should have done it. Bobby Hawk. Very, very good coach there. But, and by the way, Southern Utah and Utah tech play. They're not far from each other. If you've ever been to Zion national park, even the stadium is called greater Zion stadium. I dig it. It's right on the freeway right there. Zion national Park's fucking unbelievably beautiful. Uh, so I like these schools in, in Southern Utah because it's just beautiful there. Um, there's no way we can have them winning any of these, right? <laughs> I mean, I, maybe you could talk me into a Montana upset, but I still don't, I still like think this is gonna be a double digit spread, man. I, so I, Oh, and two same. All right. Now they head to Northern Arizona Flagstaff Arizona, and the walk-up sky dome. I've been to this filthy, filthy stadium. Um, it does suck. They should play outdoors, but you know, this is an interesting game because I do think Northern Arizona is a solid school. The big sky is good, but they lost RJ Martinez. their starting quarterback. He transferred to Baylor. I think if you want to play Northern Arizona, you want to get them in, in September. Ah man, I just don't know that I can call for a fucking win here. Sure, give me the upset. Utah Tech Oof. beats Northern Arizona. Uh, I'm not gonna follow suit. I'm going with Northern Arizona <laughs> here. <laughs> All right, the very next week they head to Springfield, Missouri. Three road trips in four games. Absolutely brutal. Um, they go to Springfield, Missouri to take on Missouri State. Bobby Petrino, road rash face. He's gone. Could it be winnable? I don't think so. I think Missouri state gets that dub. Wouldn't be surprised if this is closer than what people thought. I just think one and three, how about this? I think they beat either Northern Arizona or Missouri state. One of those four they get no. 
I got no, but I will say that this <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I looked at with the new coach, and I'm like, oh, maybe, but nah, I, I can't do it. I, I, I got them going for it. Then they go to Fort Collins, Colorado. Man, a f- four road games in five weeks. Relax. Your athletic director is fucking with you. Okay, they lose this one too at uh, Canvas Stadium against Jay Norvell. They, 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 I got them one and four after five weeks. I, I got them over five, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, 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 here's where they get them. Stephen F. Austin comes in to Zion Stadium October seventh. They beat Stephen F. Austin a year ago, forty-seven, forty-four. It's possible. I got to be honest, though. I still think, man, after that gauntlet. I think you're right. Cause I know you're going to take Stephen F. Austin. I think I got to take Stephen F. Austin and get it done after the body blow. That will be all those games. <laughs> I think I got to say one and five going into the bye week Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you drop five straight games and a lot of those games are probably going to be uh blood bats. Honestly, there's two of them. I think maybe they'll be in the game a little bit, but um, plus, you know, you beat Stephen F. Austin last year. That's good. But now they, they they know you. They're familiar. Uh, they're not going to take it easy on you. That's for sure. They're not going to overlook you. So I got them dropping this game as well. Then they get a bye week, and boy, are they going to need that bye week because after that they head to North Alabama, and this is a win for old Pick Dundee. This is where we differ. I think they get they go into Braley Municipal Stadium and they win. Give me a twenty four twenty one win. Fourth quarter comeback win to get their second win of the season. You have North Alabama winning this, of course, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So this North Alabama team, uh, we'll get into it, but they have a good quarterback and they have some good wide receivers. And I kind of mentioned that this Utah Tech team, they lost a lot in the secondary. So I think you take that combined with the fact that they're 0 and 6 and they're on the road in this game, I'm taking North Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want the sneakiest game of the season to me? This trip is brutal on Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky travels, and Eastern Kentucky is good. They beat an FBS a year ago, right? They beat an FBS, Bowling Green, that made a bowl, all right? Uh, but at the same time, and they almost beat Eastern Michigan. Um, but at the same time, I feel like they did lose the Gardner Webb. This is a fucking terrible trip for them. Like, look, I know we're all going to take Eastern Kentucky, but you got to be honest here. That this trip is like a pretty far. It's one of the farthest trips probably in in, in all of Division One football, right? Yeah, and you uh, compound that onto the fact that Eastern Kentucky travels to play Gardner Webb the week before. So this who is the runs the option, and they run the yeah. option. Uh, well, another thing is, man. Like Zion is cold, really cold, and it's at an elevation. So, I mean, I think Eastern Kentucky is way better on paper, but I think this is a really tough game for them. This is how, this is in my opinion, how Utah Tech won some of the games last year against teams. Their home field environment, aka the weather and the elevation is an advantage in these conferences in a conference that scatters the whole United States. I think they have a legit home field advantage. <sighs> Upset second win. 
Let's go. Man, I'm telling you, I I even wrote a note (laughs) that I'm going to bet the point spread on this game for Utah Tech because I have them right now. uh, Oh, oh, and what? Seven? Yeah, seven, I think. Yeah. Oh, and seven. And this is going to be a major, major dog uh, here for Utah Tech. I went with Eastern Kentucky just on paper, just for the sake of uh, averaging this out. What's most likely to happen? Most likely to happen, the Colonels get the win. But man, bet the hell out of EK or uh, Utah Tech on this one, and this might be another uh, Kobe Dant double-digit dog win. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest. Even that Stephen F. Austin game, I went to Zion in like September twentieth or something a couple years ago. Shit was still cold. It was starting to get cold, man. So like you wonder if October 7th, when Steven of Austin plays there where they lost last year, I could see it happening because of that advantage of altitude and weather. But uh, give me uh, yeah. I have them upsetting one of them. They're going to be either Steven F Austin or Eastern Kentucky. They, there's no way they have, they have a fucking way better. Like these are like Kentucky does not get that cold. Can, Texas does not get that cold. It does. It, and the elevation is a real advantage. Um, they're at Abilene Christian loss at Austin P all the way in Tennessee loss home for Southern Utah. Love the fact they're playing Southern Utah in the rivalry week. Um, this is anyone's game. I actually take Southern Utah. So I got this team winning two games. This schedule's brutal. They're better than a fucking two win team. Even if they're one win, do you have them going winless? What do you have them doing? <laughs> I do have them going winless, man. I, I think uh, once you start off the way that they're going to start, I don't see the pieces here to really make a whole lot of noise. I think the Eastern Kentucky spots really, really tricky and I'm actually fairly high on Southern Utah, but they did beat them when they played them at home last year. So maybe there, but I think with the hurt secondary, you're talking about two teams that passed the ball there. I got them Owen 11 or uh, yeah. Owen 11. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that Utah tech fans, Dixie state fans talk some (laughs) shit. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about the other team, North Alabama. I'm assuming you had North Alabama uh, eighth. I do. Okay. Uh, they play week zero, which is always good. Cause that means they they have two bye weeks um, week zero. They play Mercer. I actually think this game could be sneakier than what people think. Mercer was good last year, but they lost a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll still take Mercer to win the game. Oh, and one, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Same here. Same here. Chattanooga, the mocks. Come to Florence, Alabama, week two. I do have Chattanooga winning that one because Chattanooga is pretty good. Oh, and two. I got him oh two as well. Then they head to Memorial Stadium in Stephenville, Texas, take on Tarleton State. I have them moving to O and three. I'm actually fairly high on Tarleton, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna say a loss as well. Yeah, they're throwing money into that program, man. Money wins. Uh this, this is one you circle this. I'm curious what you're doing here. Saturday, September 16th at Tennessee tech, the golden Eagles, Tucker stadium. They could win this. <laughs> Jeremiah Oatesville, I think graduated. He was the quarterback at Tennessee tech a year ago. Give me North Alabama as a win here. What are you doing? I actually got a win here too, man. Quarterback, Noah Walters, Jerry rice award finalist from last year. Uh, they got some receivers coming back. So I think this team can hang like they did last year. I, I wish, I wish maybe this program would focus a little bit on defense. Cause there's some offensive names to look at, but uh, I got them getting this. I, I think they're actually the better team than Tennessee tech. So I got the win. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think they're a little bit better too. Uh, Colby in the chat's asking, "Do you do you think later in the year are we talking b-ball? Of course, we talk college basketball the, every game of the season, every night of the season. We've been doing this shit for years. I host the college basketball experience, and I shit you not, every single night of the season, I will be here. Well, I'll say this: maybe one night I won't be there, one night, but we'll have somebody else there for me. Um, but yeah." Folks, uh, check out the college basketball experience. Check out the FCS college football experience and the college football experience, the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, the Big Twelve experience. Those are all separate podcasts. We come together as one on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash the college experience. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continuing to North Alabama's schedule, they uh, then host UT Martin, the Skyhawks. UT Martin's solid. I think that's a loss for North Alabama, but it, this is a sneaky spot because confidence is a thing. If you beat Tennessee Tech, you host UT Martin. Could happen, but I'm taking UT Martin to get it done. You? Uh, same here. Yeah, I got the L for North Alabama. Then they're home to Eastern Kentucky, the Colonels, Parker McKinney. I got Eastern Kentucky winning this. You? This was a shootout last year, 56 to 53, but I do have Eastern Kentucky getting it done. So we got them at going into their first bye week at one and five. So. Uh, there's that, um, but out of the bye week, they're heading to Wildcat Stadium in Abilene, Texas, to take on Abilene Christian. I think they lose <laughs> one and six. <laughs> Same here. Then they're home to Utah Tech. I called for this upset. I called for it. one and seven. You don't just walk into Bradley Municipal Stadium and get a win, man. Come on. I'm going go with the North Alabama. Let's do it. And then they're at Austin P. It's a loss. Yeah, I got the loss too. And then they're home to Central Arkansas. I am worried that maybe they'll beat UT Martin or Central Arkansas in an upset. But I think Central Arkansas is better. So I have them losing this game. You? Uh, yeah, they lost this game 64 to 29 last year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the bears (laughs) and then they get a bye week and then they head to to Florida state, Florida state, the classic sec move. Let's put an FCS on, on on, uh, November 18th. Such a pussy move. Uh, I got this team at one and 11, but I'll be honest. Now that I think about it, I think they're going to get somebody. I think they'll have the same record. It's just not going to be Utah tech. Maybe it's UT Martin. Which is not in their conference, so I got them in dead last. It's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, talk to me about who you like. Like t- when you talk about North Alabama's roster, I try. I, I know what Kennebrew, the wide receiver, Takari Kennebrew is a stud, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious where you see this. I mean, I don't think the offense is. I mean, I, they have a, a good offense lineman in. Fua ta vai vai, but I, I I think the offense. I don't really get excited when I see the offense. Why why what are you seeing there offensively that I'm not seeing? So what I'm really worried about <laughs> to start with the negative is uh, running back Shandarik Powell. Uh, this is a guy that rushed for 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns, six point yards or 6.8 yards per carry. He transferred uh, to what is now in conference. He went to central yeah, Arkansas. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, quarterback, Noah Walters, that's a Jerry rice award finalist, man. That's 
one of the top freshmen uh, in the entire FCS last year. He's, he's uh, top 25. So 2,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I, I like that. I like that he has his top three wide receivers coming back. Uh, I'm sorry, two. He did lose his tight end, Corson Swan. So he's gone. Uh, but you got Demarcus Lacey and uh, Kenneth Brew, who you talked about. So I think he has his targets. I think he seems – Noah Walters is who I'm talking about. Seems like he's got a little bit going on. I, I just – when you add that into the fact that Utah Tech lost pretty much their entire secondary that was worth writing home about, I just like the edge. I, I mean, they're 2-9. and nine. I don't have them – I, I don't have them uh, going yeah. to the playoffs right Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the defensive side of the ball has a couple guys. They're kind of like Dixie State, where I actually trust the defense, I think, more than the offense. But you make a good point with the quarterback. Uh, in the secondary for North Alabama, KJ uh, Trillo, who I believe was at Colorado, uh, he, he uh, can play. Same with uh, Gregory Reddick. Uh, so the secondary seems to be all right. Uh, besides that, Philip Asai on the defensive line and Cameron Green maybe can can be a force. It's gonna be fun to watch. All right, it's gonna be very very fun to watch. But yes, we have differences already to start things off. So I'm curious who you have at uh, team number seven. Then fire away. Actually, I missed that one, Cameron Green. I did have that written down. He is a former three star from uh, UCF, and, and he's actually getting some some all conference hype before the season. Uh, Trujillo, who you talked about three-star uh, recruit from wake. That's a transfer in the secondary and also uh three-star Edwin white Schultz, a DB transfer from Kansas. So do have and, those names out there. And Trujillo was previously at Colorado before wake. He went to Colorado to wake to North Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's college football these days. People transferring everywhere. I, I do think that's the battle you have. You have two. They're very. They're kind of mirror images to me. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. uh, Utah Tech doesn't have the quarterback anymore, but that was their backup a season ago. No one knew about him last year. So if that can happen again, and I also think they have home field environments a little sneaky. Um, all right, let's, uh, I'm curious though who you have at, at number seven. Then I think this is going to be a pretty big surprise. Uh, I know this team did really well in the transfer portal traditionally. A- Pretty solid team, especially over the last few years. But I got Austin Pay at number seven. Austin Pay. I don't know, buddy. I mean, but yeah, this, I this, is, this is why that race, this race is is crazy to me. Um, okay, let's let's focus in on Austin P because I have that. I think they're a really good defensive team, and I like Mike Delello, who was formerly, I believe, at Middle Tennessee State back in the day, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I kind of sold on this team. Trey Goodman at the wide receiver spot, I think is good. Um, the there's elements of the offensive line that I, I think are solid with Jalen Armstrong and Harrison Wilkes. Uh, I, I, I do think this is another defense first team though. I think the defense is going to be better than the offense, but I am kind of sold the defense. Tyler long at the linebacker spot stud Corey Chapman in the secondary stud. Uh, then you look at some of the, the other guys they have on the defensive side of all Javon young at the defensive line spot. I think he's good. Daryl Rogan at the linebacker spot. Like this is a good team. Mike, uh, Michael Rutland. I think this actually could be one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in this whole conference. So uh, Sedaris Doss also may I mention 
telling you, I really like I really like this team. JV on McCray also on the defensive side of the ball. It's really the offensive side of the ball. But I I I have them much higher. I'll put it like that. <laughs> make ma- build me would. the case. Build me the case on 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 why you think they will struggle. I fig- I figured he would have them a lot higher, and it, it, and it does make sense. I mean, they've they've been a good team over the last few years. You touched on the quarterback dual threat, really really good. Uh, been there. What he's a super senior, I believe. Yeah. So you have that, and you have your top two running backs coming back. Great. Now the quarterback does lose Dre McCray. You're gonna feel that he was a that's, stud. Yeah, yeah. That's a big big loss. Number two wide receiver James Burns. He is also gone. He goes to UConn. So Trey Goodman, that's your third string. One of the best linebackers in the entire country, linebacker Antoine Williams, All-American last year, first in tackles on the team with 77, two sacks, two fumbles recovers. He goes to West Carolina. So you lose him to Western Carolina. That hurts. You mentioned uh, Corey Chapman is back. And uh, one of the transfers who we just talked about in the Ivy League, and I kind of forget who it is, but (laughs) he comes in. But you do lose Shamari Simmons. Third in tackles, fifty six last year. Third in inter- uh, three interceptions. He transfers to Arizona State, so that's a big loss. You lose defensive lineman Kwame Sutton, three sacks, which was first on the team. So not a whole lot of pressure coming on the quarterback, but your top sack, uh, your sack leader, he's gone, and so is Ethan Castleberry in the secondary. Uh, he's a defensive back that had three interceptions last year. So I feel like you brought in some names. They did. I said they did do good in the transfer portal. But I feel like they lost a lot, a lot. Scotty Walden, this guy actually turned down Southern Miss to go to uh, Austin P. Interesting. A few years ago, when he was the interim head coach, everyone thought he was going to come back to Southern Miss. No, he was four and two in year one, six and five in year two, seven and four in year three. He's been progressing every year. That is why I think you're wrong. I can't wait. And let's let's take a look <laughs> at the schedule because um, they have a huge week one game that I think is very pivotal for the FCS playoffs. Well, not for you apparently, but for me, uh, they are at Southern Illinois, Saluki stadium. I think it's one of the best. Like if, if someone told me, what are the, what are the week one matchups you want to watch most? I think I've talked about this William and Mary Campbell, uh, Holy cross, Merrimack and Austin P Southern Illinois would probably be my top three. There might be a couple other ones that I would throw in that mix. That's a huge game for Austin P and it can go either way. Cause Southern Illinois is good. Um, I gave it to him though. I got him. Want to know what do you have? Him? Uh, yeah, I got him losing this game. So that's, that's one of the things that starts off right off the rip. You lose that game and then you follow it up with the game we got on deck. So I, I, I got him dropping to the Salukis. It's a good team. You're on the road. They're going to have a lot of energy going in the stadium for week, week one. Yeah. I got the L. Mm-mm-mm. Then they go to Neyland to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. That is a loss. Fair, done. A loss. Uh, then they host East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State was an FCS playoff team two years ago, but they've had coaching changes. I favor Austin P, but I'm not. I think this game could be sneakier than what I, especially after the body blow that will be Tennessee. It's a sneaky game. I have them winning it though. Two and one for me. Zero oh and three for you, or what? No, no, I do have them winning okay. this game. I have them beating East Tennessee, but it okay. is a close game. Okay. And then they're at Stephen F. Austin. I have them winning this. Uh, I, I got them. <laughs> I got them dropping that one, man. <laughs> this this is so, what I like about so that's, this. That's conference. where we start. <laughs> then they're at Lindenwood. This is a win for me. 
<laughs> so I got him. I got him winning this game. I'm, I'm a little surprised to see you give him both of those back to back. Lindenwood, not world beaters. I mean, they just moved up, but they weren't terrible last year. Yeah, I mean, they, fair, they played pretty fair, good ball. So fair. I, mean, I, I, I got him splitting that 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 road trip. I got one. a so four and one. And uh, to me, my worst case scenario is three and two. Uh, maybe two and three. It, that's if the quarterback gets knocked out in week in the Tennessee game or something. But uh, they come off the bye week and they play Gardner Webb. Watch out, Gardner Webb can play ball. I am a little scared of this game, but they get the bye week to prepare for the option. Perfect bye week. Give me another win. <laughs> I do like having the bye. I mean, you always gotta love having the bye week before the option. So that is something there. Um, I don't have this team winning. You know. The national championship, like you do, so I do have them <laughs> losing <laughs> to Gardner Webb here. Wow, what do you got him at? That's one win, right? You have him at one win. What do you I have got him at? at two, man? Okay, one in ETSU. Okay, <laughs> then they're at Southern Utah. This game scares me. I told you this, like those trips to this, these trips scare me because people don't. People think, oh, it's October. No, not in, dude. That shit is cold. That shit is cold. <sighs> This is a loss. It's too far of a trip. It's a weird game. It doesn't make any fucking sense. This is a loss. What are you doing here? It should scare Mike Delello. It should scare Scotty Walden. They're going to lose this game. Give me Southern Utah. I got them taking the win. So now I have them at uh, two losses Tennessee and Southern Utah. And they host North Alabama. I think that's a win. Nobody touches North Alabama. No, I'm just kidding. I got this game as a win. And then this game's pretty fun because it's like a little rivalry at Roy Kidd Stadium against Eastern Kentucky. I do think there's a loss, but this is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. Uh, so that is my third loss and uh, my second in conference. Uh, then they beat uh, Utah Tech in no, on November 11th, and they beat Central Arkansas on November 18th. I think they only lose two games in conference. Um, I mean, they were, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see your reasoning. So I have, um, I haven't beaten North Alabama losing at Eastern Kentucky, uh, beating Utah tech. So I agree with you there. I'm wondering what you see on this team. That's different from last year when central Arkansas beat them 49 to 20. You think they're going to get them this time? I don't oh, know, it's man. revenge in Clarksville and that playoff bid might be on the line. <laughs> yeah. For central Arkansas, not your stupid <laughs> governors. <laughs> Hating on my governors. It's okay. <laughs> Scotty Walden's not a fool. All right. Uh, so I, I was surprised. I am liking the way this was going. So, you know who I had at uh, what is that? Seventh. Yeah. At seventh. I had Stephen F. Austin. Okay. That's let's, who I had at six. Okay. Stephen F. Austin. Let's talk about them for a second and then we'll skip past him. They have uh well, they didn't play great defense to me last year. And I, I feel like that's a big concern going into this year too. Stephen F Austin though, does have Jarrell Wimbley. Who's a very good running back. Uh, the wide, the wide receiver spot. And that's another thing. They lost their QB, right? They lost their QB, I believe. Right. Uh, or am I thinking of Tarleton? No, trace, Trey, uh, Trey self. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. Um, and uh, I know the offensive line actually for Stephen F Austin, that that actually is impressive. Their offensive line with Keegan Holm, Clint Lapick, and uh, Daniel Keys and Chad uh, Un at the tight end spot. 
I do think they might have the one of the best offensive lines. I just I just have a couple question marks at the quarterback spot, um, and then the defense. The defense to me, you might be talking about the worst defense in the conference. Um, they got what Ahmad Murray at the defensive line spot, uh, who I think can play, but and to Kai Lloyd in the secondary. Jermaine Brown at the linebacker spot. I guess I don't know. I I just uh, I watched them a couple times last year and I thought they were a soft team. So their offense can fly though. Last year that offense would fly. So I am. They're kind of like Texas Tech to me. Like not last year, but Texas Tech, the like the Kingsbury era. Um, so I I I just think like if you told me, I just don't think there is a, a tough a team as the other teams out there in this conference. So when you're telling me night in or weekend, week out, not night in night out, but uh, that they're playing the likes of these other teams that are above them. I can't trust. I still think they're solid though. I think this conference is good. Colby Carthel is in year five too. And that's another thing. He's only 23 and 22 in four years, big year for, for him there at uh, with the lumberjacks. So talk to me about Stephen F Austin. Yeah. I mean, you know, so they do lose Trey self uh, who threw for 2,500 yards last year, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions, also six rushing touchdowns. So that's, that's going to hurt Preston weeks uh, should be next in line. He's going to take over and he was originally committed to Baylor. So this is a guy that was ready to play uh power five football. And now here he is with uh, Stephen F Austin. So I have some faith in that guy right there. Jarrell Wimbley, like you said, coming back, this is a guy that popped off the screen a little bit, 5.8 yards per carry last year, 613 yards, five TDs. Um, so you lost your number one wide or, uh, running back, Miles Reed, but you have a guy filling in. Losing Xavier Gibson at wide receiver, that hurts really bad. He's actually uh, he's with the Jets right now, so there's that. Also, Daryl Simmons, former three-star, number three in receptions last year, he transfers to Marshall. Um, and I didn't see their number two target. So wide receiver took a big hit. I just trust this offense under Colby, Colby Carthol to, to kind of get it together and, and keep doing what they were doing last year. It's it's, you mentioned it's the defense that I'm worried about. So they were four and two in close games. And when you take away some of those key <laughs> players at the quarterback spot, and this is a defense to me, they have to, they gave up 42. Let me just quickly rattle off what they give up. For, again, uh, and not not including the game against Warner, where they will the, they won ninety eight nothing because they're not FCS against FCS or FBS competition, 42, 27, 52. surprisingly only seventeen against a good team. I don't know what the fuck happened there, but then thirty eight, twenty four, thirty eight, forty seven, thirty four, and then uh, twenty one. I, I, the defense is screaming. There's red flags to me. And then you lose your, your, your playmakers. I'm fading them. Uh, but you have them at number six, right? Mm-hmm. So that means I need to tell you my number six. Um, okay. Well, my number six is uh, the likes of good old Abilene Christian. Are you surprised? No, no. Uh, so this is, I got these two, these next two teams, same exact record. Uh, really, really close for me. I went with uh, Tarleton, but it was really, really close between them and Abilene for me. Well, and this is one that I feel like I could be really wrong with. Like, this is one where I had a hard time when I, when I look at Abilene Christian, um, 
they have some guy Dobbins, their running back. I, I was impressed by. Uh, they have uh, a tight end and Noah Codwell, who's pretty good. Uh, uh, what Blaine Taylor at the wide receiver spot, who's good. Uh, Tristan Golighty at the other wide receiver spot. Um, and you look at last year's results, like they actually played Missouri tough, only lost by 17 at Missouri. Almost beat North Dakota, who's good. They lost 34 31 to North Dakota. Like all of their loss, actually, this is one that I have a hard time because, like, I could be really wrong with this because they were very close to being undefeated in the FCS. If you take out the Missouri game where they lost by 17, their three other losses were by a combined nine points. So I, I am a little bit concerned here about this play, but I do, I kind of thought they were a little soft a year ago. You look and see they did give up. I don't know. The defense was actually a little bit better than I thought on when I look at it now, but I, I just remember watching them and I'm thinking, eh, kind of a little soft, but maybe I'm wrong a spot here. Maybe, maybe you're right. And we put Tarleton. Can we do that? Let's adjust. Let's okay. put, cause Tarleton loses their QB two, right? Uh, uh, they do, they do, but they bring he, in one from the same conference actually. So he, he, he goes to Georgia Southern. Uh, so let's move Tarleton. Let's build the case for, tar- well, actually, hold on. Let's go through Abilene's schedule, Abilene's schedule. Cause I'm pretty sure that you're right. Abilene's probably going to be better than Tarleton Thursday night to open the season. They get Northern Colorado. Then they're at Prairie view. Then they're home to incarnate word. They're going to lose to incarnate word. Um, Oof, I mean, I, I have them losing to incarnate word, but they could beat them. Faces. Yeah, they could faces, beat them. And you want to get them in September <laughs> and it's a home. Then they're at central Arkansas. That game is very huge, very huge. Uh, then they're at North Texas, Eric Morris, year one. Yeah. I kind of think honestly, dude, I think they're going to be two and three at the bye week What are you doing here? I also have two and three at the bye week Then they get North Alabama. I think they'll go to three and three. Then they're at Stephen F Austin, which I think they're better. So I'm going to go to uh, four and three. At Southern Utah is a loss for me. Four and four, home to Utah Tech. Five and uh, four, and then home to Tarleton. I think they beat them. Five and five, and then at A and M they lose. Five and six to me is where I see Abilene Christian. So that was yeah, that was basically the entire difference uh, between Abilene and Tarleton for me is just Abilene plays Tarleton at home. I gave the nod to Abilene, but really, really close between the two. And I probably was a little more excited reading about Tarleton and getting into there. You're program. right. You're right with Tarleton, uh, Tarleton. And tell me about like Tarleton. I know they have the backs Darrell Kelly and uh Kavion Britton, which I think it, man, they, they really could be explosive. They have Cooper, uh, Darius Cooper and Jaden Smith too at the wideouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the offense really could fly for Tarleton. And like I said, they're spending money. They, they want to be good. That is a lot of it. Cause I know like they probably have got some, they, like I have no idea about their NIL collective, but I know they've been, I've read articles over the past couple of years about their aggressiveness to win and spend money on football. Uh, so I, I can buy into Tarleton being better. They have Jalen Carr returning in the defensive backfield. He's good. DJ Harris at the linebacker spot, like Josh Griffiths at the running backs or at the, at the defensive tackle spot. Uh, tell me about why you're more bullish on Tarleton as well. 
Yeah, so you do lose Bo Allen, like you said, the quarterback. He's gone, but you got the Utah Tech transfer, Victor Gabales, who That's you know, right. All, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you bring him in. You already mentioned they have they have Darrell uh Darrell Kelly and Kayvon Britton. Those guys have both rushed for over a thousand yards last year. Uh Kayvon Britton transferring in from Arkansas Pine Bluff. So really, really uh, stacked, stacked running back room. I thought it was going to be the best in the conference, but we'll talk about the best in the conference in a little bit. Uh, you cover the wide receivers. Jaden Smith, by the way, six foot six. That's a big ass wide receiver. So you got that. Um, you got a guy that played linebacker last year. His name's Patrick Jones. Looks like he's moving to DB as far as their, their, their football roster for this year says. Looks like he's moving to DB. This guy was number two in tackles. Had two sacks, eight and a half tackles for loss, two picks last year. So that's a name I'm going to be. I'm going to be watching that man moving from linebacker to DB. Very interesting. There's a lot to like about this team. Uh, and Jay Scott in the chat saying you're sleeping on Austin P. And look out for Jay Rhodes, number thirty-three. Let's go. Appreciate you uh, hopping in the chat there, Jay Scott, and checking us out. But yeah, Tarleton is a wild card too. And they play a week one matchup that I'm interested to. They're at McNeese. I feel like a, during the COVID year, that was a game that we watched to open the season. That was a fucking classic came down. To, I think the final fucking play, <laughs> they, got, um, they got a mutual opponent last year too. I know this doesn't tell the whole story, but a Houston Christian, they both pl- both played them. McNeese won 21 to 10 Tarleton won 49 to seven. So. Hmm? Let's, let's look at that Charles. good. So at McNeese home to North Alabama, I'll, I'm with you two and now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then they go to take on uh, Joey McGuire in Texas in Lubbock. I think that's a loss two and one. Right. Agreed. And then they get Southwestern Baptist. I never even I don't even know what the fuck that is, but uh <laughs> so three too. and one. Yeah, three and one. Now's a big one at Strawberry Stadium against Southeast Louisiana. They were at FCS playoff team a year ago. I'm gonna lean Lions here. Same. Okay. So that puts us at three and two. They're home to Southern Utah in a fucking dude. This three game stretch is huge at Southeast Louisiana, home to Southern Utah, then at Eastern Kentucky. I'll say they get Southern Utah, maybe at home. Give me that to go to four and two, but I think they lose at Roy kid stadium to Eastern Kentucky four and three same home to Moorhead state. They're not very good. That's a win five and three. At Central Arkansas, I'll say that's a loss. Five and four, home to Stephen F. Austin. In the right, we got some rivalry games too. We didn't talk about with Stephen F. Austin and Abilene. Um, I'll say it's a win at Abilene. Mm. I think I think they beat them both. I think they're better, but barely. Those are going to be close games, very very close games. But I, I'm with you. I'm changing my order. I, I think Tarleton is better on paper, at least, than Abilene Christian. I do, and, and I definitely feel like they're better than Stephen F. Austin. But I still think Stephen F. Austin, if they can fix some some of that defensive side of the ball, that might be tricky. How about you? No, same thing, man. I was really, really uh, interested. I, I do think Stephen F. Austin is the worst of those three programs. Uh, Tarleton, Abilene, I think that's going to be a battle right there. Uh, I think Abilene has a lot out for Stephen F. Austin after last year uh, losing to them. Those are going to be some interesting, interesting games, and I'm dying to see that Tarleton running back room. I, I, it's electric. I'm excited. So now we have what? We have just two teams left to talk, or three teams left to talk about, correct? 
Uh, correct. Yeah. Where did you have Austin pay? Did there a P? Did uh, I, had them the, I had them at second place. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. We're going to get into it because, uh, so at fourth place for me, right? Yeah. Wait, I'm trying to make sure my math is correct with me saying I had Austin P second. Yes. So at first place, I had this team second place, Austin P third. So at fourth place for me, I have central Arkansas. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. We're going to be really different on that one. Okay. I mean, third place for me, I got Southern Utah. I thought to me, I struggled on, on central Arkansas or Southern Utah. Um, and I, I get it. Uh, Southern Utah. I'm sorry. Central Arkansas bringing in Sean Derek Powell, huge get. And maybe, uh, maybe I'm not, you know, and they have what McIlvain at the, the quarterback spot, the former Northern Iowa kid. Right. Um, and I just feel like they do. They're going to be good. All of these are good. This is a tough conference. I just feel like Southern Utah might be, I, I trust their home advantage. I think that matters uh, more than central Arkansas's, but central Arkansas, obviously Jared Barnes at the wide receiver spots, a stud. So wait, where do you have central Arkansas being man? I got central Arkansas. I have central Arkansas at one. (laughs) I mean, this is, they got a super senior quarterback coming back who threw for almost uh, 2,500 yards, 18 touchdowns, eight interceptions running back. Yes. You bring in Shinderick Powell. I'm not even sure he's the best running back there. You already have Darius Hale, a former three-star, 951 yards, 10 touchdowns, 6.7 yards per carry. Kylan James, another running back, 649 yards, 6.8 yards per carry, 581 receiving yards. He also threw two passes. They were both touchdown passes. That guy is ridiculous. Then you have some Derek Powell. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're fair. And, and look, the central Arkansas defensive line was a very impressive to me when I was going through this David Walker and Logan Jessup there uh, stand out to me, but I, I, mine came down to McElwain at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I I watched him play uh, at, at it was, I think it was Northern Iowa, right? Uh-oh. Launch air alert. I, I'm just not all the way sold, not all the way sold, but you're right that the supporting cast are fucking studs. And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, defensive We're, line, the, the whole defense on the secondary tomorrow and Wilson and Cameron Go- uh, Godfrey impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let, let's look at, let's, let's look at central Arkansas's schedule then, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see you have them first. Okay. We're all over the place. I, I here. don't, yeah. I just, uh, when I was at work the other day, I was listening to you guys and I, I, I listened to uh, the Arkansas state podcast is what I was on. And I heard Patty C call them the second best team in Arkansas. Honest to God, I think Central Arkansas could be the second best team. In, in I, I think I might join you there. I might join <laughs> you there. But and that's gonna be that makes that in that game. See, but the schedule's fucking brutal, man. This is a okay. brutal schedule. Okay, at Oklahoma State, loss. Okay. Okay, they do get Texas College. The Steers. What a <laughs> what a great fucking name. That's a win. One and a or one and one, right? Mm-hmm. Then they go to North Dakota State. One no and two. Tell me you're calling for that. No, no, no. I got okay. lost. Okay. That's a ball game, yeah, though. It is. It might be sneakier than what people think, but okay. Then they go to North Dakota. So I got them one and two. They come back to Abilene. 
to, to get, I'm sorry, to, to play Abilene Christian in, in Estes stadium, that purple and gray field, I think it's a win. So I got them two and two. Same. Now the reason why I took Southern Utah over central Arkansas is because they host central Arkansas, but I'll be honest, at least it's in September for central Arkansas side of this. If this was in November that I would really feel great about this being a loss, but the main, I, I took Southern Utah here. So I got them. I got them uh, two and three. I actually have them losing this game as well. I have Southern Utah getting this one. And then this game is sneaky. Good. You know, uh, a lot of teams have Southeast Louisiana. I'm sorry. Southeast Missouri as a top 15 FCS team, sneaky game here, mm-hmm. but I'll give it to central Arkansas. I'll give it to them. I did as well. This is a hell of a game. I can't wait to watch this game. Yeah. So three and three, then they're home to Stephen F. Austin. I'll even raise you one more at four and three. I got the win as well. They get a bye week. They're home to Tarleton state five and three. Win at North Alabama, six and three. I got the win. Home to Eastern Kentucky. This is a loss. I think uh, Eastern Kentucky really embarrassed this team last year, forty-two to (laughs) fourteen. I think getting them back at home, getting them there in Conway. I I gave the win to Central Arkansas. I'm gonna go with it. Okay, and then I have them losing at Forterra Stadium in Clarksville, Tennessee to Austin P in the final game of the season. Oh, that was where you were wrong. Okay, that Austin P thing. Forgot so, about that. <laughs> uh I'm fascinated by this the top of this conference though. So so okay. Uh let's take a look. So so I had Southern Utah the next so at third, right? I had Austin P at two. Where'd you have Southern Utah? Fourth? Uh, did you, so you have, where do you have Eastern Kentucky? Do you have them three or four? I have them one. Oh, you have. Okay. Okay. I, I have Southern Utah at three as well. Okay. Southern Utah is one that I think we all could be wrong on too. Justin Miller at quarterback is very good. Uh, Isaiah wooden at the wide receiver spot. Good. Uh, I like the offensive line of Southern Utah. Lyle Santos, uh, pretty good player. Um, I would say, I think the offense is going to be pretty fine. The defense. I know they, they took some hits in the portal, but uh, Aubrey Nellums is back at the linebacker spot. He's good. Their linebackers in general are pretty good with, with Colomore as well. Coner Colomore. Um, also Trent Whalen. I do worry though, because they, they took some hits in the secondary, but uh, Peyton Payne on the defensive line. Good. Um, I think Southern Utah could be a, a hard team to get a gate. And, and once again, I think both those Utah schools have the advantage elevation and weather. The other schools like going from Texas to Kentucky, I don't think it's a big difference, mm-hmm. right? Going from Alabama to Kentucky is not a big difference or Tennessee, but going to fucking Utah is a huge difference. Um, Let's talk about the schedule. Cause Thursday night, they open up at Arizona state dude. Watch out. Watch out. I was about to say, but Arizona state's bringing in like 40 transfers. I have no idea. I'm sure Arizona state, they always have talent, but that's a sneaky game. They open up with three road games. This is the, this is the part is you wonder the, the, the fate of the team. If they say lose to all three of these road games, which they'll, I actually think there'll be dogs in all three at Arizona mm-hmm. state at BYU. And then at Dan Hawkins and UC Davis, 
They're probably going to be zero and three. I'll be honest. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I have a mo Oh, and three, two. I was really tempted to give him a win over UC Davis. I still haven't forgiven him for, uh, Cody yeah. Hawkins yet. It's, it's still, <laughs> it still beats me alive inside every time, but, uh, no, I, I have Oh, and three. Oh, and three. And then they're home to Western Illinois. That is the win one and three. And to me, like I said, I got them beating central Arkansas going two and three. You have them one and four in September, correct? No, no. I also have them beating. Oh, the that's right. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then they're at Tarleton state. I think I gave that as a loss. So I got them uh, two and four at the bye. but I like what I see coming up here. All right. They get Austin P garbage. They could get that. They could get that upset, man, because of the temperatures. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking won out, dude. I could see them winning out and shout out to Lincoln CA. If you you know about the school that just started up and plays all road games, they're in oh, Oakland. Yeah. yeah. They just play all <laughs> fucking road games, dude. So it's Austin P Abilene Christian Lincoln CA all in Cedar city, Utah. I mean, I actually think there's a decent shot because of that altitude and the weather, but they go three and zero right there. I, then I have them taking everything, but Stephen F Austin. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm right there, but okay. Uh, so we already talked about uh, Austin P. So where did you have Eastern Kentucky? I got him at two. Okay. So at least we're somewhat on, on board there. You notice uh, Southern Utah, you notice what's great about that schedule. They don't play Eastern Kentucky. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, they dodged them. And then another note I had about this team, I'm really excited that you had them at three, two. I, I thought like, uh, maybe I overshot that one. Uh, maybe Colby's going to call me an idiot. Nah, nah we're, we're right dude, on. no, but I also believe those Utah schools, like we haven't mm-hmm. seen all of this shake out where that's going to be a big advantage. I think uh, Eastern Kentucky opens up with Cincinnati. Watch out. That's almost like the Arizona state scenario to me. Eastern Kentucky beat an FBS last year. Uh, they they're at Kentucky the second week. I think Kentucky gets them. Unfortunately, I'm kind of high on Western Carolina. I actually think they're going to open up probably. zero and three Oof, at home too. You have them losing that game. I, well, I'll put it like this between West. This is a brutal at a conference schedule. Like all four teams are really good. And then the fifth team is Gardner Webb. Um, what are they doing? Um, I, I think between Western Carolina and Southeast Missouri, they drop one. So I got a one and three and then they okay. beat North, North Alabama on September 30th. And they go to, they go to, to two and three. Right. But I think, I think they win every other game on their schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so I got them. I got them starting off uh three and two. I actually haven't taken care of uh, Western Carolina. I haven't beating Southeast Missouri, uh, just barely, but they beat them last year by five. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with that. And then obviously getting the win over North Alabama. And I try to crowbar these in since I missed that first episode due to my technical difficulties. I have them losing to Cincinnati, but that was one of the ones that made my top 10 list. This is a team. We talked about it. They want to go FBS. They love playing uh, these SBS teams. And uh, I'm absolutely 110% not sold on Satterfield at all. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. That's a game. I think they could win. Uh, yeah. I, I got them Dude, three and two getting two power fives. I'm sorry. Finish, finish what you were going to say, because I, that's non-con is insane to me. Continue. 
It's a, no, that was pretty much it. I got them three okay. and two going into the bye, and that's that's a rough start. I mean, it's it's also, I mean, if it was uh, Luke Fickle's Cincinnati team, that would be two really really physical power uh, FBS teams, I should say, because that would have been FBS at that time. But I, I think there's a good shot. So they play five non-con games, right? Mm-hmm. F- five non-con games. Two of them are power fives uh, from the FBS. Let's exclude those, but that's insane in its own right. But then I think Western Carolina, Southeast Missouri and Gardner Webb. If I, if I had to fill out my 2014 playoff right now, I think all three are in. I mean, wow. I, I guess the Southeast Missouri one, I got to dive a little deeper, but I was really impressed with what Western Carolina did in the portal. They got Charlie Dean, the quarterback from Harvard and then Gardner Webb, you go back and watch last season, what Gardner Webb did. Very impressive uh, to me, like one point loss, I think at Liberty uh, almost beat coastal Carolina, kept it really close with Marshall. I think Marshall ended up winning 28 to seven, but that was 14 to seven with like 10 minutes left in the fourth, that non-con, even though I have Eastern Kentucky, number one, I am a little concerned because man, the first four games, fuck you. That is that is, you could be zero and four. You really could be zero and four. I, I'm going to take a shot. I think Eastern Kentucky has been building for this. They've been spending for it. They're a veteran team. I'm ta- I'm taking them to win because I love the backside of that schedule. And mm-hmm. the fact that Western Carolina and Southeast Missouri are not in conference, they can go and four and then salvage their season and win everything else. But <laughs> man, uh, shout out to them and their scheduling. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that could actually cost them if they don't win this conference that could cost them a FCS playoff berth. Yeah. The sketch that because they're that aggressive, that that's the hardest. That is the, the best out of conference schedule in this whole conference. In my opinion, next, next to Utah tech. <laughs> yeah. Utah tech too. Yeah. But them in Utah tech who I one and nine, right. For you or two and nine uh, folks. That's the UAC preview. We just went through all of it. Please subscribe to the FCS college football experience. Just type in S G dot P N slash FCS. You're going to get us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found, or you can just type in the FCS college experience and you will find us. Uh, so do all that subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, we're going to be here all fucking year talking about all these big time matchups and I'm fucking excited. And uh, look, make sure you give Mike a follow on Twitter. Uh, he is, he is on there and nice and shout out to all the people in the chat that were talking UAC football, but uh, give Mike a, a follow on Twitter right here at GCG underscore wins. Once again, Mike Rose will be with me. We are talking FCS. We're football junkies. So, I mean, you better believe we're just, we're just, we're already, I'm ready to drive home uh, to go home back to my wife. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be thinking about Stephen F. Austin against Abilene Christian. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's, that's how crazy we are. So uh, folks, uh, make sure you give them a follow. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Colby D the FCS college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow there. And uh, remember, we also host the college football experience, the regular FBS college football experience. So check out that one as well as we're previewing all 133 FBS teams. Also, the college basketball experience. People were talking about it in the chat. When the basketball season tips, I'll be here every single night of the season talking hoops because we love it. And the college baseball experience. Even the Big 12 experience dropped. I don't host that one, but it is a Big 12 only show. Check that out. And uh, look, we have come together on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe. Hop on over there. iTunes, five stars. Do it. Folks, until next time, this is the 
FCS college football experience, UAC style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.